1: Wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror.
2: Yeah,
3: we changed literally nothing other than the rating system. Sweet. Which is now on a merry fuck kill.
0: That's
3: right, okay. <laughs> I know, we really classed it up here. Okay. As we do. Yeah. Uh, so how you been, man? It's been a while.
0: It's been, yeah, I was, I mean, you know, still a frequent viewer. I still watch every oh, week. Thank you. Um,
3: we
1: really want to apologize.
0: For what, what for? <laughs> I, I
3: started drinking at 10 a.m., so I don't care. Apparently
0: no. I started drinking at 10 a.m. because I thought it was Saturday.
3: That was really funny. And I had to th- say to their thinking, I'm like, wait, it is Sunday, right? It's Sunday.
0: Well, I, I, we went out to the, me and my girlfriend last night went out to the Disrupt Music Festival in New Jersey. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And we were out to like 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And, you know, I'm an 80 year old man inside.
3: I expected you to say like 4 a.m. Not eleven thirty.
0: So, well, we got home around four a.m. Jesus, because we had to take the shuttle bus back to the car. We had to drive to the train station. Uh-uh. We had to get on the train. The train was another like forty-five minutes, and by the time we got home, I was like, <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny.
3: I um, I have a nacho cheese dispenser in my house now. So we tried to nice. eat. Yeah, we tried to eat one hundred and forty ounces of nacho cheese yesterday for four people, and like, it doesn't even look like we ate any. And I felt so disgusting by the end of the night. Pretty sure.
0: Have Have you ever had music festival food?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh. Right now is the end of Summerfest in Milwaukee. It's like a 12 day music festival.
0: It was like, I knew it was shitty food. Yeah. But I was so fucking hungry that I ended up eating like.
3: I just eat a shoe if you che- had to.
0: I ate like two cheese steaks, three orders of mac and cheese. <laughs> And just, like, whatever we were passing by.
3: Yeah. It was probably pretty good, though, right?
0: <sighs> for festival food.
3: <laughs> I mean, for you paid an arm and a leg, and it was very mediocre.
0: Literally, $22 for a cheese steak Oh, Jesus. <sighs> That's, like, that big.
3: Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, fuck that noise.
1: Did we talk about this last week, that there's a show on the cooking channel called Carnival Eats, and it's basically, like... How long can you fucking go with this show, which is just deep fried everything that's bad for you? But apparently, several seasons worth, and I think even a different host has taken over at some point. Yeah. I just, man, I, I love me a good corn dog, which you can only find a really good corn dog at a carnival. Uh, right. Occasionally, there's something fun. Aaron's a funnel cake person. I get that. Or churros. I can't handle that much fried stuff. It's hard living in Michigan for me, but. How far can you go with these fucking things that you're just hanging out at carnivals where you already don't trust the people with your lives when you're getting on the fucking rides, but then you're going to go and say, well, my cardiologist says that I'm perfectly safe to get this fucking deep fried stick of butter uh, put in powdered sugar rammed up my ass.
3: (laughs) Well, So you'd think (laughs) that your cardiologist would want you to go on the rides to make sure your heart is still like active. Yeah. Right. Like once I'm in a in while, you gotta really coming in here. Hicker. Just go up there and die. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? No. Eat Nobody a,
1: agrees with me. Get a bacon wrapped iguana and get on the fucking merry go round and just go. <laughs> when you see the Lord's hand reach out, you take it.
3: Huh. All right. That's it. You gotta start somewhere, don't you?
1: I. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I switched to ground turkey for my sloppy joes.
3: Ooh, I do I like ground turkey. Like you even get like the lean meat, it's less
1: disgusting and Yeah. I'm Wait. not saying I'm a litmus test for what people should do for their health. absolutely not. I am just no, saying. No. Neither am I, I though. I'm not saying you're wrong. And Anthony, I, I just had my first cheesesteak in the last month. Ever. And 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 I like it. We've gone back to that that brewery a couple of times since then, and it's the the thing that I consistently. Well, like
0: you get those you get those purists that are like, "Oh, it's not cheesesteak unless it's from Philadelphia," or just like those people who are like, "It's not champagne unless it's from Champagne, France." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Right.
3: Uh, High life is the champagne of beers for a reason, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I yeah, I, I like. I got home like 10 minutes before we started doing this and i, I looked at my wife and she goes i gonna have a beer i said if i stop i'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> so i need to ride this wave until the other soccer game tonight so sorry
1: yeah Don't so you watched soccer
3: yeah the women won the world cup this morning that's pretty cool yeah and the men are gonna play the gold cup final tonight and women were pissed because the men's game was after them but the women are in a different country it made no sense when i heard it and
1: does that mean like the men are the headliner what does that do uh,
3: it means fucking nothing like it's the first time in history that a men and a women's team from the same country have had a final in two different cups on the same day
1: yeah, Can it's we just like fucking take good, vote. It is you're opening for Van Halen, but it's with Sammy Hagar singing, so it's not the prime Van right. Halen. It, you're you're gonna get the
3: the glory of this show. More people cared about the women, anyways, because they're good. Yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings did not open early for the men, ladies. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So I'm dead on the inside, which is no different than any other time we do this.
1: It it, it is consistent with the yeah. Patches.
3: But Anthony's here.
1: Anthony's here, looking good as always. Mm,
3: dapper as fuck. Thank you. Yep, that Thank slimming you. black jacket. Yep. I would throw a dollar bill on you if I was near you.
0: Thank you very much. In hopes you'd I wore naked. It. Well. In
3: case you weren't sure. The where night I'm
0: is going. young. The show. The show's just begun.
3: It is three thirty in the afternoon. The night is very young. Well, it's four thirty for right. you guys. I'm in the yeah. past. I'm, I'm Marty McFly.
1: Yeah, I should be deep into my third nap of the day by now. I'm hoping to take a nap after this before
3: more drinking later. Very, very rough life.
1: <laughs> it's just a sleep belch, right? Isn't that what you call it when you, like, I just have to pass out for 30 minutes and then I can come back yes. up for air. Yeah. yeah, A power snooze? Yeah. A booze snooze, if you will. It's just like when you, you belch in your hand and it makes more room for you to pour more shit down your gullet.
3: <laughs> that did happen to me earlier today when I finally ate something. I know it did. Uh, I'm
1: not speaking out of turn. I know so exactly who you are, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Adam, think. Tell us how you've been doing. What have you been up to?
0: Uh trying to stay sane and not jump off a bridge. You know.
3: You have fourteen movies coming out this month.
0: Um, fifteen. 15. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, because, I, I mean, you know, I'm trying to trying to keep myself sane. Yeah. It's hard when you live in, like, this super fucking busy city. And, and you just want to... And I worked in Times Square for my day job, so going to and from work is just the biggest pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah.
1: you work in, in complete insanity in the town that you're in. And Correct. you're an artist, which is, yeah. like, already bad for you. That's it, right. I mean, so I, I think it, I mean, I, I'm going to... Bad for your health, as far as food and booze. That's like that is the religion for artists. That is what you're supposed <laughs> to do to be creatively motivated. It is well, it's a lot of bourbon and uh, shotgun pellets, and
0: that's mostly it, right? Uh, pretty much.
2: Huh.
0: I mean, that's like. I mean, food is really what fuels my art.
3: I I feel like I can get on board with that.
0: That's where my. That's I I used to um I I still do occasionally, but I used to teach. Uh, acting intensives and film intensives um in Boston and Rochester and all that stuff and they, when they asked me to do it I was like I don't know it's it's not only my I don't know like we pay for your meals I'm like okay when yeah. does my train leave what's yeah. when when do you need me there
3: well and eating eating in New York I assume requires a part-time job just to fund it
0: uh correct yeah yeah
3: yeah I think I went yeah, to a a lot, of my, camp- a lot
0: of my recent
3: Go ahead.
0: It's no, you first. Well,
3: I was—I went to a Burger King in in uh, San Francisco, and everything was like six dollars more than it was here. I was very confused. It's crazy. Made me pay for a bag. That's it.
0: It's ridiculous, and that's all. That all goes to like the rent. That all depends on the rent that they pay.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, Paying for stuff in New York is insane. like paying for stuff at the airport. It, it's 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 everything like a giant service charge.
0: I mean, San Francisco's Literally. not really
1: any different. Plus, they they have you pay to get across any number of bridges to get into the city right. and escape, and your parking is right. thirty bucks for half a day, and yeah. and
0: a, a toll over the bridge is fifteen dollars one way. What? Yep.
1: Why? That's so
3: bad.
0: Yeah. What happens yeah.
3: if you take a bus? Is the I'm assuming the it's bus just,
0: is just it's. So the bus, it's like it's 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 like a it's like a three dollar ticket depending on where you're going. When I go into Jersey, it's usually seven dollars round trip. Okay. Uh, um, but that's included in the. That's what I like, figured, but are taken out of every passenger's. So yeah, I don't drive at all. It's yeah. not. It's not worth it.
3: I assume that would you. The bus is its own personal kind of
1: hell. <laughs> it's
0: oh yeah oh yeah.
3: yeah well, bless bless your heart for living in a shithole. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think no, it's, of it's, which friend it's I wanted to poop though. on.
1: Like, it's one of those things. Like, I've never had the the desire to go live in a giant metropolitan city like that. Um, but you, the the people that we know that do, it, it's it's just it's kind of amazing and interesting. And like, okay, yeah, if if you're into it, then that's the best. I just don't think I could ever be into that. I'm I'm way too well, fat, I don't like stairs or people or the smell of urine or any number of things that would ruin it for me. But
0: you know, if it's your jam, good. You know, you made it. It smells like nothing but urine. It is yeah. literally you step outside it smells like a an outhouse. So why do you live there? Um I went I I was I was born in upstate New York,
2: like
3: uh-huh.
0: maybe 2 hours north of uh the city and then I came here for school to study acting and then, um,
3: now you can't afford to like leave.
0: These, it's literally, it's like, <laughs> if I leave, I feel like the last five years I've spent here are just in the shitter.
1: That is a Stockholm syndrome thing though. It, it is seriously like they beat it into you from the beginning. If you leave, you've lost. Yeah. And, right. and so this is where, this is where your, your artists are. This is where your actors and your stage people and your directors and everything. It's New York or it's Southern California. And they're both, fucking sodom and gomorrah stationary (laughs) places of just like no don't fucking don't turn your back on us because you'll be fucking lots wife and you'll turn to salt and you will be nothing (laughs) you will be dust in the fucking wind if you walk away once because you'll never get to come back we'll just slam the door on you on the way out and have 16 more like teenagers come in that are far prettier and smarter than you anyways or it doesn't matter if they're smart really we prefer them not be but just like, yeah, bring in all the the fucking new crop and uh, eat my shit, you fucking peon! Wow, and and we're like supposed to accept that and say these are the greats of our time, these are the 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 masterpiece authors. I mean, I I you know I, I love you, Anthony, and I I highly right. respect what you do, and and Jack and and people, many many people. I'm not shitting on the people. I'm shitting on the idea,
0: right. Absolutely. Did I hear no, you quote and, and Master I, P? I
1: would... No. <laughs> I, nope. What? Master P? I don't know what a Master P is. I assume it's just the guy who's in charge of cleaning up the streets of New York and he does it by pissing on it.
3: I hope you're kidding that you don't know who Master P is.
1: I might be kidding. I'm not kidding. I really don't. <laughs> He's a rapper
3: and entrepreneur. Neither of you have ever heard of Master P. Holy shit. At least Anthony's super young. Corey, what's your excuse? I'm super old.
1: But. There was probably a sweet spot, a a pea spot in there that is a place that I'd not land. Dude, does does no limit? I, I, I could. I could tell it was somebody hip hop, but I don't know uh, if that's like a Wu Tang or a No, or he a was yeah, it was like or, uh, the, if he's if he's in e oh East Side or if he's Tupac in West Side, and I don't even know if I got those sides right, you know. I'm South Side.
3: The No Limit Soldiers, he was he started that whole thing. That was like when I was in middle school, so you know, you listen to the hardest of raps to try to, to prove that you're a, you're a tough one on the, the mean playgrounds of a private Catholic grade school.
1: I come from the land of Dougie Fresh and Houdini. You know, I, I was I was a, a Beat Street back, uh, fucking Run DMC. You know that kind of shit.
3: What I do at night, I call Beat Street.
1: I know you do, <laughs> and it's all a dark alley. And it's just you in there with your problems
3: and sweat. I always make sure that I let the sweat run down my face. I really derailed the conversation you guys are having, and I'm not sorry.
1: That's cool. That one. I think it was being rather insulting to Anthony's people, <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> this is where no, Anthony's supposed no, to go. It's... What do you
3: mean, you people? Yeah, that backfired.
0: <laughs> no, I'm... what do you mean, you people?
1: <laughs> I'm on your side, buddy. <laughs> oh, I like, know. We would go to San Francisco for the theater. You know, and I feel like if I was in New York, it would be a lot of live shows. It would be a lot of plays and, and musicals and that kind of stuff. You know, the Broadway kind of deal. Right. That's what I would be into. I, w- I would love it for that. I, I would certainly love it because that's where, you know, most comic book stuff happened. You know, up until DC moved to Southern California to get absorbed into the, the Warner Media shit. Um, it, the idea of going to New York was like, that's where I'm going to go. And I'm going to see DC comics building and I'm going to see Marvel comics building. And that, and that shit mattered to me, but that was the only time I could see like going there. Cause the rest of it scared the fuck out of me. I've seen Arthur too many times. And that guy is a drunk motherfucker. Granted Now I do a show with Arthur. Matt, that's you. I don't what? <laughs> don't tell me. You don't know who Arthur is. Like the little
3: cartoon <laughs> Aardvark?
1: Uh, no, it was Dudley Moore. Literally done by Russell Brand. Just Google. Someone in New York came up with that.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, what, 1981? This was before I was born. Yep. So I don't know what you want from me.
1: Erin keeps getting the song from Arthur stuck in her head, and the Christopher Cross song. Which... which is just a Doppler effect being sung, hmm.
3: but which uh, which song is that?
1: Uh, I think it's if you could copy the new the Moon in New York City. Can you sing it, please? No. One. All right, all right, all right. One's in your
3: life, all right. <laughs> all right. I don't know why you stopped, but okay.
1: I don't know if I know the
3: words. Oh, that's fine. Then you just mumble them. Like, most, yeah. most rappers these days? Mumblecore. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. See, I'm aware of some of this stuff. Really impressed that you know what Mumblecore is. I'm, hip, I'm cool. Yet, you did not know who the No Limit Soldiers were. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they obviously have their limits. But no, they have
3: no limits. That's the entire purpose. You know what? I just can't handle you right now. Anthony, what what, what movies do you have coming out? Let's talk about you.
0: Um, uh, th- so...
3: Um, Corey's singing through you off sorry. didn't it
0: no no no, no. <laughs> um this summer i have a um a film coming out uh, called abstraction which i think i'm not sure i sent it to you guys right
3: yeah i no, think you, i did yeah you totally sent it to us okay i'm just an ass and um, i haven't watched it yet i'm
1: really sorry no i thought it was the idea is that we're gonna watch it to discuss it with you, but that didn't become what this episode was. So yes. we didn't. Oh. It. <laughs> there's that too.
0: That's right. Well, yeah, you know, down the road. We'll, yeah, we'll have you come back. It com- it com- yeah, it com- it comes out. So it's it'll be out on VOD probably. we uh, end of this month, and then it'll be out on Blu-ray in um, August. So now, when uh, you say
1: it's going to be on video on demand, uh, is that any particular service, or is it uh, every service, it, or some uh, services harder to get into than others? Vimeo, they, some,
0: it's Vimeo on out. demand. Okay. Vimeo, okay. Vimeo, yeah, it'll be on the same. It'll be through the same through the same um, provider as that's that's that did the video on demand distribution for the audition. Okay. okay. So they're they're going to be doing this too, and then we're hopefully down the road, like, later this year fall, gonna do, like, a package deal with those two films as well as a few others that I have coming out. Nice. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We'll see.
3: Yeah, don't fuck it up, Corey.
0: (laughs) Corey, what is...
3: (laughs) Alright. Guess uh, guess not. Thanks, Corey.
1: (laughs) What was I supposed to answer that one? I felt like being quiet was the only thing I could do in that case. I don't know
3: not entirely sure what I'm doing with my life right now.
1: And Anthony, you've been uh directing theater?
0: Um <laughs> sort of. Uh this um this summer I'm uh, directing a production of uh Matilda the Musical in upstate New York. So I don't know, I've never I've never worked with this number of kids before, so we'll see. Hopefully it hopefully it doesn't you know,
1: take a deep because everybody says yeah. the the worst thing to do is to work with kids and animals.
0: Right. And but you've you know one here, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm Classical sensing some hostility. Yeah. No, I'm it's we had we had auditions uh from Matilda um back not in like June.
1: The audition.
0: It's no not like the <laughs> audition, those two. <no.
3: laughs> it's two very different auditions.
0: Yeah, two completely different scenarios. (laughs) Um, but you know, if those, if the kids need to, you know, need to shape up for the show, we might, we might be, we might be heading that route.
1: So this is a, a musical?
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, which I think I've acted in a lot of musicals, but I've never directed one. Um, but they're a great group of kids. Um, they're awesome we we had a we had a little meet together and uh we start it's it's i'm a little nervous about it but it's gonna be awesome but it's so what it is it's it's like it acts as a summer camp so we rehearse for two weeks and then the show goes up it's an acting intensive that is cool so for two weeks from nine to five we rehearse the show they're they already have their scripts, but we don't have our first day of rehearsal till, um, I think it's August 12th, and the show goes up August 23rd.
1: Up. Now, so, in the, in the, I, I am a, a, a musical fan. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen quite a few of them. I've never been in one. Uh, well, I mean, weird stuff in, like, nursery school, uh, Christmas pageants, but... Um, I know there's been like a couple of things that have been sort of like either sci-fi-ish, whore-ish, or like horror musicals lately. Um, And then I just watched, finally, I got through all of Umbrella Academy this weekend because, you know, anything to trick myself from writing. And there was, one, there's a scene early in the the film where, or in the series in the first episode where they all dance to Tiffany's, I think we're alone now, but then later on in the episodes, they have a dance scene between two of the characters. And it just kind of reminds me of like every once in a while, you see a dancing out in a movie, um, like, uh, clerks too. They had the dancing. And I, I love that moment. Having a, 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 background in musicals, but also being someone who's very prolific in horror stuff. Is that something that you, think you would ever either do a musical film or do a musical horror thing yourself is is that something that you want to kind of work into what you would normally do with other projects
0: um i mean never say never i love uh dr horrible i love rocky horror um i i love uh repo yep i love i love little shop of horrors it's one of my favorite musicals ever um even Sweeney Todd um oh my bad
1: that's we, it happens
0: yeah
1: we we're always technically challenged here am
0: I still there yeah we
1: can hear you, you disappeared but there is you yeah
0: there we go that's what happens when you work on your phone this is, <laughs> this is show this is showbiz kids um um I I I think it's it, it's possible um I don't know I, I I just I kind of you know take the ideas as they come and, and and work with what the material that I either think whatever comes to my head or what what I mean every anything is um, if something requires a musical number or dance number or something I would be totally on board to do it I love it I love the I love the medium um, but I think I think the content would have to lend itself to that but I would yeah absolutely I'd be open to it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where with Umbrella Academy as a for instance, you're already suspending disbelief for a lot of stuff as it is, and tonally it fit in what the project was. While there's other kind of horrific things that happen in the show, right. um, it lent itself to the the taste of like, and they can just break into a dance scene or they can do this other stuff. And and it's that this kind of thing that I really enjoy. Um because it, it just Changes your expectation of what you're watching. And
0: right. sometimes well, you do like, a
1: sense of safety in the midst of something that is also making you frightened.
0: Right. It's like, it's, oh, this is just a movie. I mean, I've never. I, Yeah, I, I get. Um, even like, uh, have you guys seen The Shape of Water? Mm-mm. Not yet. There's a musical sequence in there. And okay. it comes completely out of nowhere. It comes completely out of left field. Because it's like the whole film is in color, but this musical sequence is in black and white and it's done very much like in the style of like a thirties dance scene on a stage with like a band playing in the background and two, and the two uh, characters like waltzing in the foreground. And it's so weird, but it it strangely works for the film.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the kind of thing is it, it's such a shortcut to a romanticism right. in, in a movie when they do that. It, it or it leaves the tension. Everything else is going on that. That's why it seems kind of magical to me. Plus it's also the idea that people would just stop whatever they're doing and break in a dance or breaking a song and breaking the song right. is a bit different. I mean, you would have to at that point want to be writing your own stuff or I guess taking songs and just working them in which right. both have their, their high points and low points. But I just, I think that I find that fascinating and knowing that you are a person who we've known more or less working in the horror genre and looking at like, oh, but he's doing Matilda. He's doing this kid's musical play, which seems very different, but it's not like anybody lives in a vacuum creatively. It's not like we all come and do just one thing only.
0: Right. Well, and I think everything has like that. Like, I, I I like to work on the things that interest me, and the things that interest me are so vast, and yet they they're all connected in some way or another. Like Matilda, yeah, it's a it's a kids' novel, but there's some dark dark themes in that story. Like you have a a, a kid who's picked up by her pigtails and swung around and thrown out of a courtyard, and like you have you know. Uh, the 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 principal of the school who who forces the the overweight kid to sit in an auditorium in front of everybody and eat an entire cake. It's like there are those like there it's I I think it's interesting there's still those dark themes like and that's what interested me about the piece. And and I, I mean when it comes to musicals, I don't think anybody has to sing. Like people are like, oh like people sing in musicals because the emotion becomes so so Hard to contain that you have to sing nobody has to sing. Right. It's not it's not a requirement, but it's it's the medium and it's it's pleasant to listen to. And I I I think yeah, um well there's levels
1: too. There's there's musicals where they sing all the dialogue that are more operatic. There are musicals where they just have songs occasionally. There was uh Hadway the Angry Inch, where it's basically it's like him giving a right. rock concert over time throughout the the thing but her her giving her giving a rock concert but right at the same time still
0: a story right
1: there's a story there and the music hangs around it but it's her performing music and it makes sense in the context it doesn't feel out of place all of that stuff but i like the fact that yeah no one should be pigeonholed into one thing uh that's not how people are it it's cool if like you have one thing that becomes your signature. Uh, Who wouldn't love to have that ability, but it's still nice to see somebody to kind of reach in. And when you see someone like Joss Whedon doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel and is known for this show and this amazing, cool horror show. But then he's all of a sudden like, and here's our musical episode. And everyone's like, what? A musical episode on Buffy? What are you talking about? And then it's incredible. And then he goes and he does Dr. Horrible after that. And you're like, shit, man, this guy's got yeah. something else going on that we would not have realized without this. I love that stuff. Yeah, totally. Boners. But I also agree, uh, Roald Dahl is the one who did Matilda, right? Right. And And he, like a lot of classic, what we consider kids' stories, kids' fairy tales, does not hold back on torturing
0: or killing kids in his stuff. Right. Right, he's he's he's, cause he I think because when he was when he would write he knew kids could handle it he didn't sugarcoat or talk down to kids, yeah because like, kids would wor- chase that stuff anyways, cruel. right? Like the world is cruel, get over it. Um, but yeah, I I find that so interesting uh, versus someone like Dr. Seuss, who right wrote drastically different from from Roll Doll. I think yep. the I think I think, you know, um England got, got the got that's I they were able to uh make their kids grow up faster by shoving Roldell down their throats. By doing that. They did them a great service by doing that, I think.
1: Well, I mean his flavor is closer to something like Oliver anyways, if if you Right. Just- you go to that they're they're classics There's a lot of cruelty to kids in their stuff yeah okay. um yeah. but it, which is not to take anything away from seuss i loved seuss growing up i love i love the absurdity i love the fact yeah. that it was just like take creative license to the furthest levels and reaches and stuff and just do whatever you can to make the rhyme to keep it interesting but keep it lively and keep it kind of animated and build ideas in the kids heads of the unimaginable imagined i think that's incredible too but there's yeah they're just two different takes and they're both so totally. wonderful and matt and i had done a show early on where we talked about uh, someone had asked us to talk about horror movies and shows for younger viewers and for kids and stuff and even with that we kind of still we didn't want it to be horror in in theme only but not with not with the scariness. It's like kids need to be scared; that they right. learn from being scared. Right. Right.
3: Coddled, fuckers. And I'm not a parent, they so listen it. to me, I guess.
1: <laughs> but but that's our background. Like when we were kids, we went after horror movies. We wanted to find out about that stuff. We <laughs> saw it. And nope. it was the taboo kind of like, this is not meant for kids. And it's like, well, shit, then that's exactly what I want to see.
3: Corey, I would like you to know that I also went after whores. Well, I know. It's but less fun when you just agree to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a rapey statement. <clears throat>
3: not really that rapey. They were whores. They were compensated adequately for their service.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's less fun if they agreed to it. <laughs>
3: oh right you took it there man. now you got it about that i i don't know i don't know what to, i don't want to go i went down a deep dark path and i can't finish it you win um do you want to talk about this movie
1: That's what I was waiting for you to get to I wanted you to get there on your own I Uh, I believed in you Matt
3: Well I wanted to make sure that if there were any other inappropriate statements Either one of you wanted to make You could do so You weren't rushed Um, But I guess we should talk about this movie
1: What movie is it Matt?
3: Behind the Mask The Leslie Vernon story The Rise of Leslie Vernon? Yeah whatever that one too didn't like it the first yep. time, didn't like it the second time. I'll start there. Are you there. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: man, I'm like I'm like they're going to like this one. They have to. I every movie I brought you guys
3: <laughs> I I um I I okay. I will wait my turn because I have a very short like what I have to say is not in depth. But I get what they were trying to accomplish. I just didn't
1: care for it. So was it the execution, or was it that you didn't really like the idea? No, I thought the idea was really funny.
3: You know, it's it takes place in a universe where all the serial killers that we watch in all these movies actually exist, and it's not that they're insane or supernatural. It's that it's 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 like being a mechanic. <laughs> you just right. kill people because you're in the business of cause of creating fear. I get it. Um,
1: it's like the wolf and the sheep dog that wake up every day and go clock in for work, and then yeah. the wolf is trying to steal the sheep from the dog, and the dog keeps nailing the wolf down to the wall.
3: Yep. Um, I just I thought the guy was he, the, the Leslie Vernon turned into a wiener really quick. Um, some of it just was kind of cheesy and like the well, it's a documentary, but all of a sudden it's like a three camera shot uh in the library i'm like that's that's fine but i would i would have preferred if they wouldn't have like broke like broke this this situation like maybe let it play out but you're still doing it from like the documentary camera angle maybe it doesn't look the best or it doesn't read the best but you're still sticking with what you've created instead of like all of a sudden you're on a set with a bunch of camera angles and all the shit's happening um also, the 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 underbite of the main girl, I couldn't get over it. That's I don't know. Like, yeah, well, whatever. She should see an orthodontist. Um, it seems really petty, but it's like I can't. I couldn't get past that.
1: Sorry. Wow. Uh, no, that that's fair, I and mean, that's the whole point of, of the show is having opinions and stuff. And and I I. I agree with you in that when it goes from being the, the documentary style movie to all of a sudden, not it, it doesn't do enough to change to make it feel like a stark contrast to what you've been watching the whole time. And I, I, I agree if they had somehow managed to still do it as a documentary, although those movies usually piss me off in their own way. Uh, God damn fucking JJ Abrams. But <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree that it, it seemed to like want to do things one way and then cheated its way out of it when it felt like it had to. But I like the fact that Leslie was a a bit of a a douchebag. Not, not so much that his character was, was awful. It was just that he had to play a kind of like just normal guy. You know, he's, he's kind of charming. He's kind of funny. And you have to do that to buy into that they are hanging out with this person who is going to go on to murder a bunch of people. And they know he's going to murder a bunch of people. That's the whole reason they're there. Right. Um, But their ethics kind of come out of nowhere of like, oh, yeah, this is all going great. This is really good stuff. And uh, oh shit really killed them. And and that's what we didn't get is the behind the scenes stuff of them talking where they're like, "Yeah, but it's not really going to happen." And right. and them sort of disbelieving it and then when it happens, them having to own up to the fact that they're they're a part of it. They allowed it to be what it is. Um they they needed to establish a little bit more of their reasoning as to, "We're okay with this. We're okay with this. We're okay with this. Now we're not okay with
0: this."
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, I, is, is the next one out yet?
0: No, they they were going to make a sequel, I know, and then they turned it into a comic book uh, uh, because I don't think they got the full funding for a sequel. I don't know if it's still happening, um, but I know that there's a comic out. I think it's The Return of Leslie Vernon.
3: Yep, yep, you are correct.
0: But I'm not sure. It's like, I don't know if, if the movie's happening.
3: Amazing I would love
0: feature.
3: to see it. Oh, this is 2018 is when they said that the sequel is happening.
0: Yeah.
2: <sighs> and it's sucks.
1: it's a challenge, but one of those things, too, is that, that that was going on in Hollywood, and you see it a lot in the comic book movies now, is that you do a comic book, and it's kind of storyboarding your movie to a certain degree, so you can sell people the ideas. It's like, instead of me making you a pitch, here's a comic. You can right. see what it is that we're trying to do. They'll give us money so we can go do it right but yeah it so i noticed that kane hotter was was featured in the credits for this quite a bit right. he played the mortician at the end wasn't he in the, he, the, the beginning he played, too
0: he was in the beginning they were like they were like recording the houses that that were yeah. near leslie vernon's house and he was like across the street and he looked at the camera and then went inside the house because he was, like, gardening out front of his house. Um, and then, who else was in it?
1: Robert England. Uh, I thought
0: Gunnar Hansen wasn't in it. it was he? Yeah, I thought he was.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't pick that one up. Zelda uh, sure. Rubinson from Poltergeist. and
0: Right. She's I my favorite that. cameo in that
1: entire film. She was great. So, the reason why I was bringing up uh, Kane was because... Because I have a crush on him? Well, but rightly so. It, yeah. <laughs> it's because the fact that what Lillian... No, Leslie. Sorry, I keep wanting to say Lillian Axe for some reason. Some 80s band that I liked. Uh, Leslie didn't have the ability to be intimidating while because also of... being charming. Right. And if it had been Kane Hodder doing that part, because we'd seen him do both different things, we know he's got more range, but it, the expectation is we see Kane Hodder, we we know he's going to kill people because he's Kane Hodder, but then right. he has a personality that can display that can do something else. If it had been someone of his caliber in that role, it would have felt a little bit better, I think. And and I don't want to take away from the people who were acting this, who did good jobs. I'll, in my opinion, they're, they're, it was a good cast they they did a good job acting in this but that would have sold it a little bit more because leslie was just kind of goofy charming funny not psychotic enough not enough to make you feel that switch happen when he clicks over into being the murderer um and and so i think that was part of what was missing is the intimidation factor
0: that's fair. Yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can see that. Um.
1: Robert couldn't have done it because Robert, while the first time I ever saw Robert England was in V and he was playing the sweetest, most innocent character ever in that uh, he was kind of Data from Star Trek, the next generation before Data existed. Um, Robert is just now too easily put into the creep factor.
0: Right. Well, this is the first thing I saw him in. Robert Englund? This film. Yeah. Holy shit. Cool, because I saw this movie. This is maybe one of the third or fourth horror films I saw growing up. Because we rented it from... We rented uh, Hatchet from Hollywood Video. Right. And this was one of the trailers on the DVD.
1: And I was like, oh, my God,
0: whoa. And so we rented that the next weekend. And that's and when I first thats when I first saw uh, Robert Englund in anything.
1: So that's that's funny, though, because a lot of this is, again, it's about a, a playoff of these other horror movie things that have existed in these characters, one of them being Robert Englund's character, Freddy Krueger, all existing in this world. And so you didn't really know the characters. I, they were being- I knew
0: who... I had I had never seen I had never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street film and I I had seen Halloween and I had seen uh Jason Goes to Hell. Wow. <laughs> but nothing else. And and yeah, so this was kind of like I was early when I was this was one of the early films I saw. So maybe maybe part of it's that, maybe part of it's nostalgia, but I still think it's like it's one of those films. This is the film that inspired the audition.
1: Wow. Um,
0: because I had never made a found footage horror film. And I was like, oh, maybe I could you know, try something along the lines of this where it doesn't necessarily follow the victim. It's kind of like a, a video diary of the villain. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the idea for the audition generated from was this film
1: where the footage is, is beneficial to him. Right. He's trying to create himself into being this legend. Right. And, and in the audition, the guy is trying to basically show himself being a director. Right. And, and so the footage for him is very important. It's all about what his being is. It's just that he's got this monstrous way of bringing it about. Right. And that is kind of the thing is that if you if you want to be seen as one of the greats, how do you make that happen? And and I love right. the idea of the Ahab, um, that you have somebody who comes in who is like the the opposite of you. That, once, your Doctor Loomis character, uh, your right. Nancy from from Nightmare, uh, who's also the final girl. But when she comes into Dream Warriors, she's the Ahab. Right. Uh, it 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 those are the things that would make you be taken more seriously. You know, a serial killer who kills a couple of people and then just, you know, no one knows anything about him. He doesn't have a mythos behind him. It's not very interesting. And there's so many of these movies that are ripoffs of these things that are that. They're just like, oh, some guy goes and drills into people's heads. And so the most interesting thing is the way that he's killing them, but not who he is.
0: Right. Well, and I think that's what's so interesting about our villain in this is that his name is Leslie Mancuso, but he he kind of leeches off of the, the the Leslie Vernon mythos.
3: Yep. Because
0: he's like, oh, this is easier than having to create and build my own legend. He just lives his lives his life as Leslie Vernon.
1: Yeah. So he's Jason from New Blood, as opposed to. The regular Jason Voorhees, he, he's right.
0: He's stealing he's someone. someone where he's, dick. Right. Right.
1: Except he's not. He's not stealing that someone else actually murdered people. He's just taking that and making it the legend. Right. Legend of him, which is fine.
0: Even down to like knowing that that um, I can't remember Robert England's character, even down to knowing that he can't get anywhere near him because he has a restraining order.
3: Right. Well, definitely it was it was like interesting from when you talk about the closet and shit and how he like right. sabotage all the weapons and he goes well they're going to do this and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and I'm like well it's kind of <laughs> yeah it's interesting how they, they, they play it out like that because on every single slasher movie the same things happen so right. from the angle of like well we already know what's going to happen so we're just going to let that happen but you can't let them go into certain rooms that are going to like, the, the whole, like, womb closet thing I didn't think really needed to happen.
0: I I still laugh when I see the scene. The scene where where they walk in on the uh, proclaimed final girl mm. just having sex. Like, really into it.
3: Yeah, well. Like, really having <laughs> like sex. Sometimes they need a good deep dicking, guys. Uh, no, man. but,
1: but that—that's where some of this falls apart for me. Is we've we've got the the rule establishment thing already that's happened in the scream movies, to see that same kind of thing repeated of the the virginal final girl. Right. Uh, I like when they turned it on its head a little bit in uh, Cabin in the Woods, where they're like, you know, and you're the virgin. She's like, I'm not a virgin. They're like, we work with what we have. Uh, <laughs> In that part, it, it made sense. In this, turning the, the documentarian into a virgin uh, didn't seem to make sense to me. It didn't seem to go with what her character had been portrayed as. Not because she couldn't be, but just because there was no hints of it there or anything. It just kind of like, oh, and everyone keeps telling me, stay away from virgins. And it hasn't occurred to me that, shit, I've never had sex. And this guy's been hanging out with me all week. And uh, this is what he's into. No way he could have picked up on that. Really, how could he have picked up on that, first of all? But secondly, just that didn't work. And then that he had walked her through and said, I've already sought apart all these weapons. And then she still goes in there and grabs one of the ones that he had hey, sought yeah, apart. Sir. He should have led her to stuff of like, these are the ones that I don't mess with, and so she goes and grabs one of those and finds out, no, he's way more thorough. He did do that. Um, To see her go through the same motions that we'd already had the expectations of and that she'd been shown, like, saying, I have to go out the window to do this because it's the only way out, I get that. But the other parts of it, it's like, she's still playing by his rules, and that didn't really make sense to me. I tore it apart at the end, except I think she was doing it because she knew that's what he wanted, is that his final ending... He was okay with the fact that he was going to die and that she was going to win. He he wanted to be challenged by this final girl character. It just turned out to be her as opposed to the original one. But it still felt a little forced on that respect of like it. Nothing changed from what he had said. Right. And I would have liked to see her character prevail in a smarter way. But the juicing was fun.
0: That's yeah. I, that was yeah.
3: Do you not agree with the juicing?
0: You think the juicing was fun, Matt?
3: No, I was asking if you don't agree. Your your reaction oh. to Corey made me oh, believe Oh no! I,
0: oh no! I think so too. Because I, I I was thinking about the line he says earlier when he's like when they're like when he's he's like yeah it's a, it's a cider press. He's like, he's like what what's what's it gonna do? Well, you put apples in it and then juice is gonna come out. Oh, tonight tonight's gonna hurt some people <laughs> <laughs> there were there were definitely
3: some funny lines like the the part where he talks about how much cardio he has to do because he needs to, to right. walk and you know what i mean like that shit was kind of funny but
1: i don't know this i like
0: um when he's talking about his pet turtles and he's like yeah i haven't fed him in weeks but little fuckers just won't die
1: yeah i only have pets that i can eat that yeah that's weird
3: yeah, I mean, I, maybe the movie would have better served as maybe forty-five minutes to an hour instead of a full ninety-minute movie. I don't know. That's fair. I don't. I don't really uh, know what I would cut out to make it better, though. <sighs> I don't
1: know. Don't listen to me. No, it, it it it's, it's obvious that it. De- go ahead.
0: No, no, it's. I think. I think. Um, definitely the first two thirds are stronger. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it does. I think the, the, the third act, the moment the teens get to the house is when it really starts to go downhill. Yep. I love the movie, but I think that's my least favorite part of it. Yeah. If the but movie had like, really the docu- been the
1: documentary more and, and them right. not deciding to change their minds to save them, if they had walked away and then the documentary becomes them living with the fact of like the reveal later on in the town of what happened in this serial killer... That's
0: probably how I would have ended the film. Yeah. I would have ended the I would have cut off the film right when they say goodbye to him when he's about to go and and do his shtick and then maybe cut to the next morning of of like the doc of like the camera guy walking up to her and just saying, are You are you okay? And she's like she's like touching her head and there's like a news article or something just that Five teens had been murdered, and she's like, "Just turn it off," and that's where the film ends. Yeah, yeah.
1: even the part of them like seeing the first teens get killed and realizing the shit's real, and then right going away, and him saying, "You got to leave now. I, I, I can't do this with you here." If they had right. actually left, I would have appreciated. It made it would have made them less attractive as people. Obviously, right. they would just let these teenagers die. But it would have been the reality of like now you have to live with yourself of what happened. And it could have still been the long run is now he starts to come after them. Now we start to see that they start to get taken out. They're his next victims. Right. Uh, And that was his ploy all along, too. But I just or they become like fodder for the girl who survives if she actually did. We would have lost that moment of her like showing that she was not virginal at all, Uh, which was a funny moment. But like all the rest of the stuff with the kids that got killed, they weren't interesting at all. They were exactly the stereotypes that they should have been. So it didn't do anything when they started getting killed to add to the movie's enjoyment. It was just emotions.
0: And in those stereotypical horror films, those those cookie cutter teens are the ones you're meant to hate. But if this film turned it on its head and made it so these documentarians are the ones that you ultimately hate in the end, I think that would have been interesting. I don't think you know a film doesn't have to end with happily ever after, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I mean, and that's why I I try not to to end my films on positive notes. I try to. I mean, I feel I feel accomplished if my film ends and the audience feels sick to their stomach and empty and just completely just <laughs> yeah dead inside. I'm
1: really curious. Yeah, about it.
0: And they, they believed
1: that it had went down the way that he thought it was going to, the way that he explained right. it was going to, and that the girl killed him. And so they're sitting there, and they're like they, – they still feel the guilt because so many people did die with their – But their, their
0: secret uh, also died with Leslie. Right. It's, it would have it been like, oh, we're, these people must feel like shit. But then and they pick
1: like- up on the fact that Leslie isn't actually dead – right and they start seeing him the stuff that was happening where he was stalking the girl at the beginning starts happening to them and that's where the film ends is that they realize oh shit you know not only do we let this happen but it's gonna now happen to us and who do we go to for help because we allowed this shit in the first place and we were okay with it that would make it to me a much stronger end
0: no yeah that would have been cool i would have loved that
1: Yeah, We are talking about, I mean, I don't know how many films the people who made this had done before this. Uh, And, I mean, I I knew Angela Gothals before going into this. I I watched her on Phenom when it was on ABC, like with Judith Light after Who's the Boss went off the air. And I spotted her on other things here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember her. She was really cool. Uh, The people in this are great. It's just there's things that maybe lack of experience or lack of budget or whatever didn't right. allow them to do. And and it's really easy to pick something apart and say, oh, I would have done this. I would have done this. But the overall idea is pretty cool right? and and smartly written in a lot of ways. There's There's a lot of gold here. There's just certain things that for me didn't ultimately work out in the way that I would have done it. But me doing something different, that's again, that's like, Dr. Seuss versus Roald Dahl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I but I, is that I, why I you picked know. this? Because it was kind of your first foray into this kind of movie and your inspiration for the audition?
0: Um. I, I, th- I think so. I, I don't I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's.
1: I just thought I it was cute when you the look of. You message me and you're like, oh, you guys haven't seen this? Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> you just got so excited. I could almost hear your glee I from d- it.
0: Yeah, no, because it's, it's, it, I, I think it's a good movie. I love, and the thing that really, really makes it great for I, I'm really because I've said this I've said this before it's it's I'm not interested in the, the scares of horror films I'm interested in the characters and the aesthetic and relationships and all those types of things and I think the relationship it's almost romantic between Leslie and yeah the, the female videographer the the journalist um and it, it's it's so I almost wanted them to get together in the end of the movie uh, that- like when they have their moment at the end, right before he's like, "You gotta go, you gotta leave. Yep. I can't do this with you here." I, I, I was like, "Oh, it's, it's so." And then when he says, when his head is trapped in the cider press at the end, and he says, "I knew it was you," it's like, um, it's like, all, it's like almost a ro- romantic movie moment, but twisted on its head in a horror he, scenario
1: when he's talking about what the final girl is when he when right. we're even looking at a girl who isn't the one he's been stalking, but he just kind of like when she looks and notices him and he's like, did you feel that? Did you see that connection happen between us? Right. Like, because to him it is a romantic relationship to him. It is right. that's, that's something that has mostly been missing from, from these kinds of films. I, I guess maybe to some degree, like in, in Valentine or whatever, there there's some of it, but And a lot of these things, it's not a romantic relationship between Freddie and Nancy. And it's not a relationship between Jason and whoever is the final girl in that uh, particular movie. But we had a connection that was kind of created in Halloween that they ultimately took away. You know, they wanted to be less of a connection between them. And she was just a random girl, except now in the new ones, it's like she's a random girl. But ultimately, he's chasing her no matter what. Um and and I, I loved having that from Halloween to on is that his connection to Laurie Strode was familial. It it was there was a reasoning behind it. Um it, sure that can wear it on you after a little bit, but I felt like in the context of the movies, even when they went back and redid stuff to put in H2O as opposed to what had happened before with four, five, and six.
0: I thought and that's the- a great moment. Oh, you broke up. Moment too in H two O between the two of them. And they- oh me.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, you okay. came back
3: though.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. Um, even that moment in H two O when Michael is pinned against the car and they their hand and he sticks out his hand, even though you know in Resurrection it's not Michael, but right. just focusing on H two O, that moment where. Um, Lori reaches out her hand to touch Michael and they almost touch. And then she just takes his head off.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, oh. like, um, like Ripley and the alien queen, you know, or, or where it goes by the time we get to alien four. Right. It, it, that I felt like scream. Had that at points and, and could have emphasized that more. I still feel like at the end of the day, uh, it should have always been that Sydney was a killer. But in, in all of these things, it's like I, I love that little bit of humanity to it. Because a killer with no motivation is very scary, but doesn't make a lot of sense for a long haul kind of thing. And I, I like there to be something there that I can, as much as it sounds sickening, I, to identify with with the killer. Right. You want a depth to the villain. You um, have to. Makes them, yeah, it makes them feel more realistic, which is
0: scarier. Yeah, well, even like I mean, even looking at the new Halloween, I don't know what you guys thought of it. Um, I, I I I I watched the episode. I need to rewatch it. Um, but you got like the like his relationship with the mask, even right, yeah. is so familial and so personal that after forty years of being incarcerated in Smiths Grove again, which I still have a problem with, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's the conversation for another day. That's his trigger that makes him I mean ultimately motivates him to escape and to go after the thing that is familiar to him, which is his mask. The thing that he has such a close personal connection with.
1: Yeah, I I, I had going over it more and more like i went from enjoying the movie when i saw it in the theater to having some problems to having more and more problems as i watched it for two as years.
0: long as you sat on it right?
1: yeah and and just in general it's like well that doesn't work either oh and really that kind of falls apart but i i still think that there's a lot of good in it that i loved and right. and some of the problems that other people had with it especially about the 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 women being the stronger characters like that that doesn't bother me Um, right but i i do think in the context of the plan and how things just kind of land into place that i take some issues with to to just like to allow that moment to happen we have to have these other things just kind of like oh well i guess sure if you're shitty at your job cop or if you buy into the doctor because why would you and those
0: are things that are like that made it like like there were a lot of roll your eye moments in that movie but i i, I think i i love i saw it two times in theaters and i just wanted to love it and i loved it a little less the second time i saw it yeah like it, 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 i mean my only issue with the with the women honestly is that the granddaughter calls Lori grandmother every freaking scene yes <laughs> have you have you spoken to grandmother like is she fucking amish Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Uh, like who does
0: that nobody talks like that nobody nobody talks like that i don't care how distant you are from your grandmother nobody talks like that like if you're saying your grandmother or it's in a it's in a possessive context yes but have you spoken to grandmother who who does that but anyway i digress
1: my mom gets pissed at me if i ever call her mother because she knows that i'm doing it in some underhanded shit way (laughs) like don't don't call me mother I will fucking beat you where you stand, boy. With a close hanger. Yeah, and she's almost 17, still could. Uh, <laughs> d- just, yeah. That, that, I, mm, Nani and Papa, that, that's something familiar. I, even if you're distant right. from your grandmother, uh, that you're not going to just call her grandma. That's true.
0: Yeah, there's, I call I call my grandma Nani. Yeah. It's like, it's that's fine, but it's just, it's such a, it's so, we, it's a weird way of talking that I could not, connect to or, re- or relate to in any way
1: but, yeah uh, that's a that's a weird tick in writing and sometimes and and that, that's where editing comes in and having a good editor comes in it, it's some a right. second set of eyes to take a look at those things and, and clean that shit up
0: right
1: but maybe the scary thing is, is they, they probably well, the had of eyes. yeah what would you say i said maybe it was checked out by somebody who calls his grandmother grandmother <laughs>
0: Just, like, a guy in, in, like, an Amish, like, big rim hat <laughs> with overalls. Just, like, it looks good to me.
1: Yeah, isn't it Danny McBride? Like, he's, <laughs> he's been hanging out with the Amish, like, kingpin all week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh,
3: yeah, I,
1: I think that there's there's a lot of value to to that movie and to this movie. That right. you know, while ultimately not making it a classic for for me, um, is not something that I I want to like go out on on some huge rant and say that this thing was shit. I don't think it was shit at all. I think that there's a lot to like, um, a lot to have fun with, and it's while the cameos are certainly just there to be cameos. Right. I never get mad seeing Robert Englund come and show up and get to, to play with type. You know, he's he's right. he is who he is, and I love that he is that person, and I love that he still gets his rewards for being that guy. I I know that he's capable of, of something else. I know he's capable of more. Right. i like to see him have the opportunity to do that if it interests him. But if he just wants to come in and collect a paycheck and just be funny and cool, uh, be that right. person. You know, d- that we got a chance to see Zelda again shortly before she passed away, that we got a chance to see... Uh, Scott and something other than the walking dead stuff. I mean it's over 10 years well, back right.
0: Scott Wilson is another is another character in this film who I like Absolutely, I was like so fascinated by his character and I wish he was in the movie more.
1: Yeah, I um, wanted to see more of his his character, his character story and background and his wife's like I loved them. Right. Like was she his final girl? Was, what where did they that come from? right
0: that, that's it, it was cool um, yeah i think so too i think i think um just even like when he's talking about like the good old days uh and he's just like he's cutting too, the carrots
3: he's too young to be talking about the good old days by the way just throwing the note there
0: who's so that scott wilson
3: I mean, I guess the guy was old as fuck. I shouldn't even. I'm
1: just going to go back to my own little world. I guess it depends on what your good old days are. I, I think we all have our own personal yeah, good old we days. totally do. <clears throat> well, Carry on. We're not a country we're trying to make great again. We're just. <sighs> my, my good old days were Mountain Dew in glass bottles. That That to me, that's a good old day thing. <laughs>
3: Not this shit here, motherfucking piece of. You can you can get sun dropping bottles here.
1: Yeah, and they they had glass bottle Mountain Dew for a little while, and I loved that. It made me really happy. Is
0: that that Fourth of July Mountain Dew?
1: That is the the culprit.
0: The one that you the one that you hated.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was so bad. Um, but yeah, it. it
0: that do we not do you, you guys it? not do what you're drinking anymore?
3: We kind of threw all formatting out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Matt, oh. Matt was really on it last week. Well, last
3: week was a very American, very special occasion. Uh, I do. I guess we could do it for Anthony. He's drinking Heinekens. Oh, I we saw don't that. Have, no yeah, work. Now we're going to. Yeah, no, nope, we're gonna fucking do it. We're doing, bro- it. We're doing it. Okay. Go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, Tallboy Heineken. So, uh, yeah, I came prepared too. I have like three other ones. I thought we were doing what you're drinking. I was <laughs> nah, waiting for it.
3: Uh, no, we just kind of go. Like, I mean, if you want to show off, all your – did you bring five cans of
0: Heineken? It's, hold on one sec. All right, yeah, yeah. You always get,
1: <laughs> you just get the whole pack.
3: Yeah, see? Look at him go. Look at him go.
0: I was ready. Well, I didn't Those say I wasn't them. drinking.
3: I, I just I only had two because I'm, you know, a buddy of mine I brews you know. homebrew, and this is his Belgian double, which
1: is pretty good. And um, I like that the label is just painter's tape with screwing Well, it's up. because
3: he gave me um, a chocolate milk stout also and then a dry Irish stout. So I'm like, I hope you wrote on one there, what there is because I don't know what these are. And then the other one is a strawberry rhubarb beer because um, I had to get my fruits with my beers. I have very terrible gut rot. Um yeah. Did you say butt rot? Gut. G U T.
1: I believe one follows is the other.
3: <laughs> well, after all the nacho cheese I ate yesterday, butt rot is sure to follow. Like there was a couple times I thought I was going to have to do an old sausage throw rot out of this room. What is a sausage throw you ask cuz you're both staring at me? <laughs> The term was coined from uh, to my my two best friends' dad. It was from a
1: Master P lyric.
3: Yep, it was Master P. Uh, no, and my two best friends' dad has, uh, he coins it a sausage stroller because one time he had to shit so bad that he was eating a sausage and then just threw it and ran
1: to the bathroom. I <laughs> <laughs> uh. once described to me a time that uh, they had eaten hot dogs from a 7 Eleven while they were driving somewhere and uh, had to shit had no place they could stop. It was like the emergency, just get out of the van and shit where you are. So he was shitting on somebody's lawn in the middle of the night. But it's, it's also that shit where you have to take off all your clothes because you're afraid you're going to shit on your own clothes. And then he, he had to run away from the pooping because he didn't want to be near where it was because it was that bad. So he's just running naked and shitting on somebody's lawn and this is this is the person that I modeled myself after for most of my life. So I, I don't. In, in I high, high school,
3: either. we were like in high. This was in high school before everyone had a cell phone. So we like randomly stopped at someone's house, and the guy showed up, and he was shirtless and was just buttoning his pants. And we're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, I was taking a shit." I'm like, why is your shirt off?" He goes, well, I just shit naked?" Yeah, I'm like, What is is that like a normal thing?" Like I've taken my pants off to shit and left my shirt on but I usually do not get so into my shits that I need to get naked to do so unless I'm about to shower it's,
1: I,
0: yeah go ahead Anthony depends. it could be an event sometimes it's an I, I you know we're not going to get into too much detail but yeah, well, I, we will we absolutely will
3: yeah sometimes they're wet slappy <laughs> the audience demands it
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the audience demands to know <laughs> about my bowel movements
1: you know and what not- everyone does it just like feel like, I'm too constricted by having anything on me at this point. I need all of this off. You totally. just take off all your clothes. Totally. You don't go in the bathtub because yeah. you don't know if you're going to get up and just spray yourself down afterwards, but you toss it aside across the room so it's nowhere near you because you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> also, don't you get hot when you shit sometimes? No.
3: Oh, man. It's I generally... Like- I have things to do so I normally don't take too much time when I'm taking a shit.
1: It's like the meat sweats only in reverse.
3: The shit sweats? Yeah. The
1: schwets? The schwets. The schwets mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, no, sometimes I just depends go. depends on
0: far. how on how the cleanup is going to be afterwards.
3: It oh really my God. depends on that. I mean, you guys it, don't it have it comes out
0: in one solid, you know, section.
3: You don't have a power washer near your, your toilet.
1: You go outside and sit on the, nah. the yeah ticket, but, uh, the lawn. Yeah, what,
3: why I have a I have a wife so that she can power wash my spaghetti house when I'm done.
1: Oh. <laughs> if there was ever a commercial for Chef Boyardee, that that <laughs> needs to happen. First of all, fuck you, TV, for ruining Chef Boyardee. It's Chef Boyardee. Don't put some fake Italian guy in there and call it Chef Boyardi. No, fuck oh, you. Oh, I, I was Dude. like,
3: what, what's what is happening? I thought it was Chef Boyardee, and it now you Chef
1: Boyardee. But they put out commercials recently. I am Chef Boyardi.
3: Is it fuck. like is it like Joe Dierte? Don't <laughs> try to class it up, Dirt.
1: Oh. You're not Boyardi if you've got little fucking happy face meatballs in your spaghettios, you dick.
3: I have not had spaghetti Spaghettios are terrific. You know what's really good? Spaghettios with fish crackers on top. <laughs> what? If spaghettios couldn't be white trash enough, you need to put the little fish crackers on top.
1: All right, I. I it took a me a second crunch. to realize that you're talking about Pepperidge Farm fish. I was trying yeah. to figure out if they were crackers that you feed to fish, or it was crackers. <laughs> Sprinkle
3: fish to food on plate. top of my spaghettios
1: because I, I had no idea what that was for a second. <sighs> but i like where your head's at because the first time my friends ever made me i was over at their house and their family made potato soup like do you want any potato soup like do you have any cheetos and i don't (laughs) in my head said this is a necessity but it was a goddamn necessity that they had cheetos put in that potato soup yeah that makes it way better red hot cheetos because that shit will burn your ass for nine days
3: so we were okay so we watched hot ones last night uh which if you don't know what hot ones is stop listening to the show and kill yourself I don't know what hot ones is. God damn it, Corey! Now you gotta commit. R- podcasts podcast that's the
0: only reason I make films is so I can hopefully one day get on that. Get
3: on show. hot ones! I think it would be so much fun, and I love hot chicken. I would. So yeah. basically, it's a it's a, a an interview show on YouTube where they eat progressively hotter wings until they okay, get. I actually, have heard of it. Okay. Okay. So it was the Adam Divine Fourth Fourth of July episode. Um, yeah. And I, I was trying to compare like the hottest wings at Buffalo Wild Wings, which. Everyone should know what that is. It's a national fucking chain. The Blazon ones are about three hundred thousand Scoville units. The hottest one on that show is two million. Yeah. <laughs> like that is fucking well, outrageous. You,
0: can, you should I've ordered uh their um Oh god, what's it I think it's the hot ones, uh the hot ones sauce that they yeah. sell on their website. Yeah, you can
3: get the the last I, dab in the other one, I believe.
0: I still fucking have it. I can't finish the motherfucker.
3: Is it did you get the last dab?
0: The the one where, yeah, it, yeah, okay. has, it has to be either that one or, or, um, I don't think I got Mad Dog 357 because that's not yeah, theirs, right?
3: Uh, no, it's not theirs. Um, oh, apparently you can buy all, all of their sauces.
0: It tastes like a freaking extract, it tastes like an ingredient. It doesn't, it's so, it's delicious, it's like sweet, but really? That's the initial bite, and then it gets yeah. really fucking, it tastes like you have a battery burning in your mouth. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they have Los Calientes, which is the less lesser hot of the two, and then the the Last Dab. Last Dab's sold oh, that... out. Reaper edition. It's
0: a it's mm. a good sauce. It's just really, 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 really fucking hot. Oh
3: damn! I really want to get this pucker butt. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it last night. It was one of the sauces. It's only twenty bucks. It's not that.
1: What big. they need to do is they may, need to make a lip balm, like a lip gloss. For women, for women who are into hot ones who can handle it and everything, so they put the lip gloss on and then if they kiss a guy and he cries like a little bitch, then they know that he's not worth dating. <laughs> I'm a marketing fucking genius. You should get
3: a marketing job.
1: Ah, oh, man. Work.
3: Uh, we should just get new jobs. Yeah. Should, somebody should pay us for this. I really wish I got paid for this. I don't know why someone should change that.
1: By the way, I disagree. Nobody should pay us for this. Why not? <laughs> Everybody should pay us for this. Like, your absenteeism of watching the movie to the ending it most of the time. And I have hey, been better <laughs> lately. I've been better on. lately. Yeah, did you watch all the way through the credits on this one?
3: No, because I had to leave so I could go watch American Soccer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the mid-credit sequence?
3: No, I had to leave to watch American Soccer. Should I do that right now? Should we do this on air?
0: It was no. It
1: it it's a lot of. It doesn't so help when it's it does playing a mortician oh. who who's going and the the batteries on the the table and everything and then you start to take the the uh, cover off of it and it's laying there and then all of a sudden you realize that the dude's still alive and it just gets up. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It
3: doesn't help when I don't like the movie. Um, just calling a spade a spade here. So, well, sorry, bud. I don't, it's not
1: your fault. You didn't make it.
0: I know, but still, I want to bring you guys a good movie. A, no, movie, I, no, not good movie, a movie that you guys like.
1: I like this movie, Anthony.
0: I I,
2: okay.
1: I have problems with it, and some of them are similar to the ones that Matt has. When I was watching it last night, Aaron's like, oh, you've never seen this? She goes, this is a great movie. am like, okay. And she's like, if you wrote a horror story, a horror book, it would be this. I'm like... I don't know that I agree with that.
0: <laughs> what, did you, what did she say when when you had to watch Cure for Wellness? She said like "fuck you" or something. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. When you said you were watching A Cure for Wellness, she's like "fuck you." <laughs> yeah, just like, what are you going
1: to watch today? I'll watch the, the horror movie with you. I'm like, it's Cure for Wellness. Nope, fuck you. I walked out the room. <laughs> <moon>. Nope.
0: <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, what makes you guys feel any better? I'm going to see Midsummer tonight. Oh, you gotta let me know
3: how it is. I, I'm curious. So, uh, something popped up on the I internet about it, and now I'm kind of worried about it. Everybody's
0: talking about not it, but it's the like who did Hereditary. Hereditary. That's why yeah. I'm worried about it, because I didn't like that movie. Neither do we.
1: God damn it. We cannot find a, a, a friend of the show that is going to come on here to defend that fucking movie. That's
3: because that movie um, is garbage.
0: I get I get what it is, and I get the audience that it's serving, it's yeah, just not for me. Assholes. It's too slow. I'm fine with slow burn horror films, but it's too slow, and it's too. There's like, not a lot going on in it.
1: And 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 what does go on doesn't make sense or jumps to such huge fucking conclusion. Right. And then, but I love
0: I love the is. Wicker Man. So I'm I, and they say this is like the Wicker Man. I like those type like the Wicker Man not those who likes nick cage, the wicker man well, Christopher I, Lee. I, the I, I, only wicker, I, man. wicker man likes
1: the wicker man with nick cage but uh no i Gosh. i've never seen either one but
0: i don't but, i don't uh, mind a
1: burn film i don't i don't mind something that it takes a while to get to the thing it, it'll it'll bug me a little bit but right. that movie was more of a wow you had a huge tragedy in the beginning of this and that was really interesting but then the rest of the movie did nothing to follow up on that interesting thing. It right. was just a lot of other things going on. And that uh, every time I talk to Erin about that, too, she's just like two fucking hours. It was two fucking hours and it was bullshit.
0: Right. <laughs> like, well, and, like, you have those horror. like you have those like there's a difference between someone who is a fan of horror and someone who's a mainstream horror fan who only watches a horror movie when I get out or hereditary or an us comes out and they miss all these hidden gems that come out in the indie world or even in the mainstream world. Like people are only going to see crawl because Sam Raimi's name is now attached to it. It, Hmm. I don't think it would have gotten as mainstream of a release because I'm excited for, I love crocodile films. Yeah. And so I think that's that's like, it's a service to the horror community, but it also kind of is a pain in the ass. I just I People don't like. It. Oh, this like this is trash compared to like some a gene uh, a Marvel like Hereditary. I'm like, you know, there's something for everybody. This just wasn't for me, mm-hmm. and for you to call me an asshole for not liking it. <laughs> That's is the thing. Kind of- is
1: that hereditary feels like it's a. I hate using this term because it is a bullshit term, but it feels like it's a very pretentious film fan that loves that movie and i know that that's not the only type of fan who loves it and i know that a lot of really good people and good friends of ours like that movie it's just that when people say shit like oh you just don't get it i'm like how could i not get it they spelled it all fucking out as blatantly as they could in the last three minutes of the movie to just tell you what happened in case you didn't fucking get it right i got it it just was shitty but okay i i I don't hate that people make and enjoy movies like that, right. but I do agree with you that there is a an audience out there that just thinks that's the only quality horror film because the rest of it is bullshit. People right. cutting off people's heads, or or Saw, or hostile or whatever else. <laughs> it's it's like,
3: very <laughs> funny that you just mentioned Saw.
1: <laughs> it is, but it's but that's not all that horror movies offer. Right. We talked about a whole bunch of different kinds just in this episode alone. And, like, if it's the one thing you love in horror films, great. I'm glad it exists for you. And, again, I don't like shitting on the person who made a movie that did, you know, connect with an audience and right. told their story and made, you know, art that is incredible. It's incredible to see that film get made. And the right. performances and stuff from people in it were really good. I just... I
0: don't like it. I don't. Well, I, and I don't think that this... That this- What's his name? Artie, um, the auteur behind Hereditarian who made Midsummer. I don't believe he's out to get anybody. I don't believe he's out to well, make a quick buck. No. I believe that this is the story. This is what he's interested in. And who yeah. knows? I might go see Midsummer and fucking love it. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, I'm going off of people critics who have said if you hated hereditary you're gonna hate this movie which i think is kind of unfair so that's why if i were like one of those pretentious assholes i would say oh no i didn't like hereditary i won't see this one i'm still gonna see it because i haven't seen it it could be those critics could just be full of shit and not know what they're talking about
1: yeah i'm probably not going to go to some little rinky dink shit theater like i did the last time well i don't live there right now anyway but uh (laughs) To, to watch it, I will probably wait to see it hit a shutter or a, a Netflix right. or whatever. But I'm not against seeing this person's other work. And the fact that I've sat through Herder Terry twice means that I will go through the torturous travel of watching right. this fucking movie again.
0: And there were there were good things about the movie. Like, yeah. there, were, there were moments where I was like, oh, shit, this is That's, scary as fuck.
1: That is probably but what that, pisses me off the most, is that there were... I think I said there were probably three different quality horror movies that could have happened from stuff in that. Right. It just was none of them.
0: Right. Right. But then you have like, like, I f- like, you have like people who are like, and I keep saying that, but like, I loved, and I shouldn't have, but I loved the Child's Play remake, reboot, whatever you. I'm hearing great well,
1: things about that remake. I, I haven't see it. seen it, but
0: it was what a it's a totally new premise, which is yeah. what a remake should be. It's not rehashing old ideas. The only thing that's say the same in this is that the kid's name is Andy, the mom's name is Karen, and the doll's name is Chucky. Yeah. Those are the only things that are the same. And it's it's I and Mark Hamill in it was Is he good? Superb. Yeah. He was he was so good. Because it's like, I like how it's, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like, it's an AI. It's not inhabited by the soul of a serial killer.
3: So I think it's really funny that they went AI because it is so prevalent and with how much right. AI exists in the world. Yeah, that, that's what made it most interesting for me. Be, yeah. Especially given my line of work. And I assume Corey's at least somewhat in agreement with that.
1: Yeah. So it's chopping shopping mall.
3: Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sort of. huh.
1: Kind of. I, yeah. And so this is. I I went on a rant on Facebook. Uh, to not go on it here about the new, shocker. Sorry. a uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah.
0: I read your post Yeah.
1: And the people who are pissed off because the actress is African American. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't cotton to that. I that's a terrible term of to choose. Uh, I don't enjoy that. Uh feeling of, because it's a person of color playing the role, that people are pissed off. Um, but I don't love the, the remake-itis. I, uh, I don't love the remaking all of their animated films into what they call live action that live aren't. Action.
3: I said something to my wife about it and she goes, man, people are going to be pissed when they realize Jesus wasn't white.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, you're not wrong. That, that's true. But remakes bother me. You know, because yeah. there's We're at a point in time where there's so much ability to have new things and we still go to the cheapest, easiest, possible thing to do, which is just give people more of the shit that they already have. And I don't love that. At at the same time, we are also at a point where there's so much need for content that it's inevitable. But for the last 10 years or 20 years of just remake, 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 with nothing inspirational coming from it,
0: there's a built in fan base for it. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately why they do it. They don't have to put in the work to create, to build up the fans and get people interested. People are already interested yeah. because the kids that watch the movies when they came out are now the ones buying the tickets 20 years later. And it's like, oh gosh, I wish I wasn't such a, such a slut for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Cause I, Christ. I love them so much. I love them. I would do I would die for Disney. Wow. And that's the that's the shitty thing because I know that they'd be like, oh, just, thanks, I guess. You know, yeah. whatever. Um But no, it's like it's yeah, it's 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 a little I mean, and I don't know if you guys saw, it, but the Mulan trailer came out today.
1: I, I the, Is that live action too? I haven't watched it.
0: But it's that's not gonna be they're not taking using any of the songs, so they say, and they're making it much more of a war movie. Now, Mulan is not my favorite Disney film, but I think that that's a cool concept if you're going to make a live-action film. They're not putting the songs, they're making a Mulan film that just happens to be by Disney. See, I
1: wasn't into it, but I liked what they did with Maleficent, in theory, because I haven't seen the film. Uh But the idea of, we're not retelling Cinderella, we're telling the story of Maleficent.
0: That was my issue. that was that's one of the Disney films I cannot stand. Yeah, and I I know that
1: that's not a movie that I want anyway, yeah. but at least it was a concept that it was similar to doing totally. Wicked.
0: Right. Well, and that's the I, it's so funny you mentioned that. Cuz I I I love the music in Wicked, but that's another issue I have is I haven't I take issue with villains needing morals and needing a reason to do what they do like she's called right. the wicked witch of the west she was yep. destined for this um uh, maleficent is called the mistress of all evil she's that way because that's what she enjoys doing that's what she chose and so i think it's 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 fine to do if you want to hear that story it just doesn't interest me
1: well but at the same time like we were just a few minutes ago talking about the Leslie Vernon character having some of the motivations of him and having the, the right. romanticism between him and the other makes him feel more relatable, which makes him a, a broader, totally. more interesting villain in, in the fact that his motivations led him to being this person that he is. Right. And so it, it's a little bit weird because. The Wicked Witch of the West, for, for me, you know, growing up, I listened to the A-track of Wizard of Oz a billion times as a kid. Uh, and she's never needed more than what she was in my head. You know, right. she's a great villainous character. I didn't need depth of that character. But if it was a new story, I might be like, why is she right. that? And well, I did on the other hand, it's a person who got really rich writing a lot of books and making musicals and stuff off of someone else's creation.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and have you have you read the book? Have you read Wicked or seen the musical? No. Um, can I give you a slight spoiler? Sure. So, the thing I like about Wicked is that it introduces a new villain where she is no longer the villain of the story. The villain of the story is the Wizard of Oz, who okay. has man- who has manipulated all of Oz because the Wicked Witch saw something she shouldn't have.
3: You know what's really fucked I- up is I've seen Wicked. <laughs> just throwing that out there. How sober were you? 100%. I took my wife oh, on a God. nice date.
0: That's nice. That's sweet. Yep. If, 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 how, so- if, how sober were you by the end of the night?
3: I didn't drink one, <laughs> one bit.
0: Really okay. yeah
3: i I'm I, I liked it I'm not saying I didn't like it uh it was definitely more for her than me, but I didn't have a bad time
1: if Aaron and I went on a date and saw Wicked, it would be her treating me to something that I would be interested in not the other way around but I totally I totally get it and and again it, that's that's a great writing tactic of every character is the star of their own story right. So if if you're watching uh, the Wizard of Oz, it, it's Dorothy's story the whole way through. But it's also in the the Cowardly Lion's life, it's his story, and in Scarecrow's right. life, it's his story, and to Toto, it's it's his story, and right. to the Wicked Witch, it would be her story. And so there should be a, a feeling of like just because you heard it this way doesn't mean that that's the only way that it should be told. Right. And I I appreciate that. And and. I, as a person who's also written stuff and thought about putting it the public domain uh, in my own lifetime as opposed to for waiting for the Mickey Mouse laws to break through. and Because I just think it's interesting to see people do different takes on stuff. I don't have a huge problem literally with someone saying, here's Wizard of Oz and I'm going to tell it like this. I think that's okay. It's just if that's all you do uh, or if you're the person who writes the Fifty Shades of Grey stories and then you're deciding... Oh, I'm going to come back and tell the same story again, but from Christian Grey's perspective instead, uh, so I can still milk this cash cow because I can't come up with anything new. And then I'm going to have a little bit of a disrespectful tone towards you. Yeah. And that that's thats kind of how I feel about Hollywood, is that Hollywood is afraid to give people new stuff, um, certainly afraid to throw money behind it, Except on TV, you know they're they're doing stuff on on TV that is much more brave, and I just I wonder if films are going to get there. I love the giant spectacle of the Marvel movies. Uh, I I have no problem with a blockbuster film. I don't go to see movies that often in the theater, um, but. I think it's odd that that's what they've all kind of become is that it's, a, it's another summer of remakes and the remakes aren't doing that well, or our remakes and sequels aren't doing that well. And they're surprised and they're concerned and they're like, well, why, why didn't uh, Dark Phoenix do well even though we got the same guy back to do Dark Phoenix that fucked it up the first time in X3? I don't know, Hollywood. Uh, why, why didn't uh, Toy Story 4 perform as well as we thought it was going to? Why, why didn't Godzilla uh, when they ignore the last two iterations of it. I don't know, Hollywood. How does that keep happening to you? You poor dear. Tell me about it. Cry on my shoulder. I just... Like, it, the definition of insanity, right? You know, keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But I just... I wish that there could be braver choices out there and still have these things too. Because I would... Love to see the movies that I've enjoyed continue to be things that there's still vibrant ideas. There's still a lot of things can be done, obviously, with Spider Man uh, or with Toy Story or whatever or Lego movies. There's still so much that you can milk there, but if it's all you're doing and, and you're just going through the motions, then it seems like that's a shitty way to be considered a creative commodity.
3: Do you want to rate this movie, maybe? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's like, there goes my nap. I just want to watch this game now.
3: I mean, I still got three hours, but I need to poop. Nice. I'm just bringing a full circle to the poop talk. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Mary fuck, kill. Anthony, you have to start because you brought it.
1: So how does this this work? I've tried to make it as uh, least sexist as possible for this show that's that's basically like, eh, you know, I felt you up a little bit, but you were okay with it. Um, Mary Fuck Kill. It, Mary is a film that you love, that you want to keep, you want to have on your shelf forever. Fuck is a movie that you're totally happy that you watched, you had a good time. Uh, you're going to let it go on its, on its way. But, you know, you're not mad about uh-huh. it. And Kill is like, don't ever do this to me again. I will slaughter you and your whole family.
0: Mm-hmm. So this film in addition to two others
1: or what do you well just that's the rating system do, do you love this film you want to marry it do you enjoy this film you You okay. want to it. do you hate this film you want to kill it
0: okay um
1: and I'm so proud of you that I had to I'm explain Mar- what Mary Fuck Kill is
0: I know what Mary Fuck Kill is I just got no, in context it. of this <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh precious Corey uh, oh. I'm
0: gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry this flick um I, I'm, I'm gonna marry it because because I think it's a sensual movie you know I, I would I have no problem taking this movie you know to bed after marriage mm-hmm. uh,
1: well, a I, think, I, think I think
0: she's a good flick really good for for multiple reviewings I've watched this movie I watch this movie at least once or twice a year. <laughs> um, because that's it's a just, solid
1: marriage. Yeah, what what years better than my wife gets from me? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I,
0: that's, that's that's I'm that's what I'm gonna go with.
1: Corey, uh, I'm I'm leaning towards a fuck. Ooh, I I I would say it's uh, it it might get booty called every once in a while, Ooh, but I'm not dreaming about it. You know, it's a, it was a good time. It was it was enjoyable. Uh, it oh. wasn't at its best. I wasn't at my best. We're probably not compatible that way. Fucking such a weird description. It was a weird finger up the asshole that I wasn't expecting that turned me off a little bit. But overall, the time was still good.
3: All right. Well, I'm going to kill it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, that's no one shocked by this. Um,
0: I'm going to next movie I bring you guys, Matt, you're going
3: to love. What other ones have you got? Bring?
0: Just send him beer. Just send him beer. And sweet he
1: will God, be so I don't happy. need any more beer. He will love whatever you put in front of him. I do not
3: need more beer. So, so Hostel, not a bad one. Cure for Wellness was not good. I'm sorry. Black I'm looking Christmas. at my
0: shelf right now to see if there's anything I can bring you guys. <laughs> you
1: like. um. But Anthony, you have an advantage because what you bring us in, in quality films... As to what we're reviewing, doesn't matter. You bring us amazing films that you make. Right,
3: there's that. Oh, a little different. Thank
1: you.
0: Do
3: you guys want to get a room after this, or maybe not? Uh,
1: maybe once or twice a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe once or twice a year. Wow, this is weird. I can't wait. A Mormon yeah.
1: home sheet. Oh,
3: boy, so we don't actually have an outro for this, so nope. I, I don't know. Anthony, what about we're...
0: Joyride? Do you I'm guys like saying... Joyride? <laughs>
3: I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I remember not hating it.
0: Oh, that's that a perfect
1: helps. crossover thing for you, though, Matt, because isn't it Paul Walker in that? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Right, let me get through some of the Fast and Furious movies, and then we'll have them back.
1: Okay. Anthony, where can people find you, support you, love you, touch um, you?
0: Uh, f- Facebook. Um, <laughs> I, IMDb. Um... I have a Twitter. Don't really use it. I have an Instagram. I'm there. uh, And uh, my address will be in the comments below for a a sensual touching.
1: But the big thing is your Vimeo channel because while your newest movie isn't there yet, it's coming up. And is the audition there?
0: The audition is there. uh, um, The website is AngermanDistribution.com. And that's the easiest way to get. And that has the link to their Vimeo channel that has a bunch of great titles on it, a bunch of independent films, a lot of them horror. Um, all right, say it,
1: say it one more time
0: angerman distribution.com. And
1: that's that's definitely that's the best place. Social media is uh that's a kill for me right now. Um, but mm-hmm. I but yeah, I, I definitely think, there, I'd love having an open door for people to have contact with us and everything. It's not about that. It's just that social media and journal is a pain in the ass. Um, (laughs) That's the way people should email us.
3: (laughs) If you really want to. Yeah. You can. Love you too. Pot at GNcast.com Corey? I'm not even going to say where can I where can people find you because you don't want people to find you and you're going to pitch whatever the fuck you want anyways.
1: About not wanting people to find me, it's just that I'm not really entertaining anywhere. (sighs) What do you want to push this week, Corey? You've got your new podcast, I do. I'm excited to talk about and hear more of. (laughs)
3: Um, Well, if you listen to the show, you already know. So,
1: but if you didn't listen to the last show, you might not.
3: It's the Cast and the Furious, it's Matt Vincent and I doing live commentary over the Fast and the Furious movies. And then after the Fast and the Furious movies, we'll find other hyper-high-dollar action movies <laughs> to talk about. Uh, it's actually just nonsensical.
1: He, he, yeah. I can't wait for your review of Hereditary.
3: Well, so Twilight came up. I don't know if I told you this, but he wants to keep Twilight on this show. So Twilight will not be on Cast and Furious, but still it still, will. It still will happen here. Eventually. But... He's a
1: busy man. I don't
3: think we're doing the second episode till like the fifteenth, so a week from
1: tomorrow. Yeah, and then of course, looking forward to the uh, Angry Birds film.
3: Uh fuck, man! I'm sure he knows someone that was in that movie, so <sighs> have that person on as a cast. <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> just shaking, is that? Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it. Uh, next week we're gonna do Saw one and two.
1: I was wondering if that was when that was starting. So yeah, yep. yeah. well, oh, I mean, let's go and do something else. No, no, I'm I'm good with it. I I was I thought we were gonna clear it up before we started with the show, but we were doing a uh, technical difficulty. Yeah, fucking,
3: we're still trying to figure out how to use not Hangouts, and it just never seems to work in our favor. Maybe next week. Maybe maybe, maybe if Corey figures out his brand new Linux computer that he decided to start using on the day we were recording.
1: I decided earlier in the week. Yeah, no, that's fine.
3: Yeah, we should probably yeah we'll figure something out. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll have a guest. His name's Mike Hickey. Also, Randy Fitzsimmons. He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you weren't here for that explanation, his wife has never seen any of the Saw movies, so we decided we were going to watch them all. So we watched three last night and then started watching YouTube Professional Wrestling instead of Saw 4. But we're a little bit ahead of the game, so I didn't think it was that big of a deal.
1: Um. But yeah, that's that. So... All right, thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening to the podcast of Terror. We really enjoyed you being part of the show. We want to thank Anthony yes. deeply for being a part of it, and uh, always, and always love to have you. So look forward to having you back.
3: Absolutely. Yes, we'll crack and worship Satan. <laughs> That's a better sign off than mine. Uh, do we? Want, we're going to switch to that one now. No, probably not. All right, fine. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scared, everybody.
2: I-